Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Den of Din, as Joe Castiglione calls it. Not an easy place to come in and win for the Red Sox in Tampa Bay. And so far, they're one out of three in a four-game series. And I know it's all just cosmetics now. The Sox are officially eliminated from playoff competition. Uh, The first defending champion not to even make the playoffs since the Royals in 2016. But they do have a chance to smack down the Rays now, put them out of the playoff picture. Is that where we are now? Pleasure in someone else's misfortune? Sure, why not? This is the society we're in. This is Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. Hey, it's a podcast that has nothing to do with Antonio Brown. How about that? Josh Lewin with you, and we've got some sound coming up. We'll hear from Alex Cora after both of the losses. Hear from J.D. Martinez after the one win. I'm not trying to make a statement. That's just kind of how the, the sound worked out. So... Let's get to it. A Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday at Tropicana Field. And uh, speaking of the Den of Din, it's a kids run the bases party here with DJ Kitty. K-I-T-T-Y. Yeah, they got a cat. I don't know what the, I don't know what they're doing here, but it's loud here. And uh, I don't mean to be a curmudgeon. I'm not, I'm not shaking my fist at clouds, but boy, they really do it up. We got Boy Scouts running around the field now. Good for them. Why they've got to pump in this music to go with that, I, I don't know. It would just be nice to, to have DJ Kitty take it down to, say, a four and not a nine. But I, I just work here. All right, so uh, the elimination came Friday, and it's actually 10 of the last 18 World Series champions now that have not advanced to the postseason. So Red Sox just jumping in that line. This was actually a really interesting game on Friday. This was Rick Porcello trying to end on a high note against Charlie Morton, who, of course, has been great all year for them. In fact, if the Rays have a, a one-game playoff to get into a wild card situation, if they need that, Charlie Morton would be that guy. And Morton was at the break anyway, 10-2 and with a 2.3. Since then, though, 8-4 and with a 4.6. So he was trying to make a statement Friday, and he made a great statement until the seventh inning. At 100 pitches, he got a visit from their pitching coach, a former Red Sox pitcher, Kyle Snyder. That was after a Brock Holt double. And the conversation was basically, you good? Morton says, yeah, I'm good. Then the next pitch, Mitch Moreland hits one out and makes it two to nothing. Actually, check that. Not the next pitch. It was an 0-2 count to Mitch. His first 0-2 success all year. He had been 0 for 19 with 15 strikeouts, swinging 0-2 this year. But that was his 16th homer of the year. Made it 2 nothing. Unfortunately, once Porcello left... The Red Sox would give it back. For Porcello, it was only his third scoreless effort all year. Six innings, three hits, no runs, no walks, and six strikeouts. But 
Tough one for Darwin's and Hernandez. He allowed three runs in the bottom of that seventh inning. Couple of walks did him in. Willie Adamas, an RBI double. That was kind of a, a harbinger of things to come. 3-2 at the end of seven, Tampa Bay. They would make it 4-2 with a G-Man Choi RBI double in the eighth inning off Andrew Kashner. Choi seems to be a bit of a Red Sox killer. But then Mitch Moreland again, another two-run homer, this time on a 1-2 count. Did that off their closer, Emilio Pagan. And uh, a sweet swing going the other way. Pagan to left field. It was Mitch Moreland to tie the thing up 4-4. And we stayed that way until the bottom of the 11th inning. And that's when it fell apart. The Red Sox going through a whole bunch of relievers yet again. There have already been 26 occasions this year where the Sox have used seven or more pitchers in a game. This was one of them. And it was Willie Adamas with the RBI single after a couple of two-out walks that got it done. His second walk-off single of the year. And uh, the Rays with a huge come-from-behind effort to take it. The Red Sox... You know, a team that is always seemingly playing long games. That's just kind of their calling card. This one took 358, and it ends poorly as they uh, they get walked off. And this time it was Trevor Kelly who actually gave up the goods. And you know, all due respect to Trevor Kelly, but you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel these days when you're asking Trevor Kelly to come in and, and try to keep a, a good team like Tampa Bay off the scoreboard. Nothing doing at the top of the order in this game for Boston. The uh, bets... And Vasquez endeavors 1 2 3 combined to go 0 for 14. And this one in favor of Tampa Bay 5 4 in 11. Alex Cora talking after the game. Keep us outstanding again. Um, I've been saying all along, regardless of the results, you know, he, he, in between stars, he's always searching for something, trying to get better. And, you know, his last two, he's been very solid. Fastball command has been great. The changeup to lefties and righties has been outstanding. The tempo. Um, great, so uh, you know, he he's been working hard at it, and uh, you know, regardless of the position we're in, obviously, and uh, how many games we have left, you know, he's still trying to improve, and you know, you appreciate that as, uh, as a manager. And what do you think's been different these past two starts? Fastball command, um, and he also has been throwing his sinker a little bit more than than early in the season. Uh, to righties, you see the movement and. Uh, you know, using that inside part of the plate so then he can expand outside. And, you know, um, he's been amazing. Alex, why has the two-seamer been more effective than the four-seamer? Um, I don't know. That's something that we've been talking about sometimes. So we, we talk about pitch mix and you know, the strength of the pitchers and, and you know, uh, game plan and all that. Uh, one thing um, I heard from Gabe after the game in Philly, you know, he said you know, that was a different pitcher than what we saw in uh, – in Boston, you know, he, he relied a lot on the two seamer. Probably Cashy's going to say the same thing. So it's a game adjustments, you know. And uh, you know, he has a good fastball. He has a good four seamer. His sinker, we we like it against right-handed hitters. Um, I think it's just working ahead too. And uh, at one point in the season, he was working behind, and um, you, know, you have to throw pitches in the heart of the play, and, and there was damage. Now seems like he's always one to go to. And if you do that at this level, you're going to be su- uh, successful. Do you see him having that one more start? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna pitch all, all the way to the end. That's something we talk about it as a group, and uh, you keep working. You know, today we had Xander at 215 taking early BP. So um, you know, I know this is it. You know, we're not going to make it to the playoffs, but we're not going to stop working. You know, we got a lot of, a lot of work to do the next uh, 12, uh, whatever, 10 days. How do you... 
I mean, disappointed. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a great season, and we're gonna learn from it, and we're gonna be better. That's the bottom line. You know, we were were very inconsistent from the get go, um, and you know, it just carry over uh, throughout the season. You know, we never put one of the stretches that we knew that we could put, but you know, uh, other teams were better. You know, New York, Tampa, in our division, they done an outstanding job, and head to head, they they. They actually they took advantage of us. You know, we, we lose eight games in a row against Tampa, and then we lose, you know, Tampa and the Yankees, and that was it. But uh, as far as the effort, there's nothing we can say. You know, you saw it today. You know, we're gonna keep showing up and play and and get better. And uh, you know, looking forward to to the off season, obviously, and uh, you know, uh, straight a few things out and be ready for next year. All right. So there's the manager, and there's five, four, and eleven. Do you guys want to do another one of those? Got no choice. I mean, this was basically the movie Groundhog Day, not in Punxsutawney, but in Tampa St. Pete. Four runs, seven hits again, and again losing in 11 innings. It's a carbon copy of Friday on Saturday night. This one, three hours and 57 minutes instead of 3.58. And this time, Josh Smith gave it up. This was a two-run homer by Nick Lowe in the 11th inning to win it. Opposite field shot, and the guy that had been slumping pretty badly, six for 38 with 18 strikeouts, but they left him in the game. And we'll back up a little bit. Tampa Bay had actually grabbed a 2-0 lead off of uh, Mike Schworn on a night where the Red Sox knew they were going to be pitching a whole bunch of dudes. This was a bullpen game, and was it ever. They ended up getting 11 pitchers into this thing, all the way from uh, Travis Lakins, who was actually pretty good, to Pointer, to Schworn, to Brewer, to Weber, to Taylor, to Brazier, to Kashner, to Barnes, to Workman. And finally to Smith, who we mentioned gave it up in the 11th. This was another chance for Mitch Moreland to shine. He once again did something good late with a swing. He had the two two-run homers the night before. This time a solo shot in the 11th to actually make it 4-3 Boston briefly. Bogarts had had a home run his 32nd of the year. Devers had knocked one out his 31st of the year. And that makes him the only Red Sox third baseman ever with as many as 31 in one season. 13 of the 31, by the way the opposite field, which uh, just shows you the breadth of talent for Rafael Devers. He's hitting 310. He's got 111 runs batted in, and he's going to finish top 10 in runs batted in, top three in doubles. He's going to be uh, somewhere in the top 10 in batting average. Bogarts, a lot of the same story there. Of course, Betts and J.D. Martinez, nothing wrong with the top four in the batting order this year. And we'll talk about Christian Vasquez in a bit, too, but All of a sudden, Christian Vasquez is kind of nosing in on a lot of that offensive fun. Uh, Speaking of offensive, though, a lot more pitching changes for Tampa Bay, too. They used nine pitchers in this game to the Red Sox 11. So, yeah, 20 pitchers end up getting in. It gets decided on the Nate Lowe opposite field chip shot home run. And Alex Cora once again met the media when it was all said and done. It is what it is. Uh, the, The positive is we're playing good baseball. We're playing till the end. Obviously, um, you know, we have to take care of guys, and, and we will keep doing that. But you know, we're going to keep playing hard and, and make it hard on other teams, you know, trying to win every game. And uh, that was the case here. Alex, it's been a while since Josh pitched. Kind of a tough spot. It's a tough spot for everybody, but, uh, you know, it was a bullpen day. We had to stay away from um, <clears throat> from Darwinson. Um, you know, we had Josh, Hector, BJ, and, and TK. So, you know, um, 
he's close again before, you know, for us early in the season, and we felt like he was fresh. So going to a spot, you know, Darno hits a ball at the end, and I know Jackie was he was gonna go all out, you know. At that point, it's like I make the play or or that happens, and it just didn't, you know, he he was short, but um, I mean. I'm 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 just happy that we we're playing this way, you know, and uh, we're fighting it. Uh, we know that they have a great team and they're playing for a lot, but um, it's not going to be easy, you know. We're going to keep coming, you know. Tomorrow the lineup is going to be a little bit different, obviously, uh, but uh, we'll we'll keep fighting and playing this way. Swing by Rafi there, there. Yeah, he's good. He's staying on fastball. Actually, he missed a few pitches today. It seems like he's getting closer, so uh, that's good to see. Obviously, Mitch, that was. Uh, that was a bomb, to say the least. And uh, you know, um, they got a good pitching staff, but um, you know, we we feel the same way too. And uh, you know, that kid, uh, two zero pitch, whatever it was, he's late on the fastball and hits out of the ballpark. So uh, it's one of those seasons for them that you know a lot of good things are happening, and uh, you know, they're gonna keep grinding to the end, see what happens. Yeah, most home runs ever by a Red Sox third baseman. Now, and what's it been like just to watch him do that, especially at twenty two? It's fun. It's fun. Uh, I mean, like I've been saying all along, you know, he did an outstanding job in the off season to, to get in shape, to be ready for the for for the grind, and um, you know, he didn't prove us wrong. You know, uh, I still remember early in the season when the on base percentage was up, but he wasn't driving the ball. A lot of people were doubting him, and he stayed with the process, controlled the strike zone. Uh, he struggled defensively early. He made some adjustments, and we got the final product, and uh, we're very proud of him. What do you think just the way Mitch has kind of been in the season seems to be swinging back pretty well? Although he yeah, I think when he came back uh, from injury, he, he, he's he been good against righties, and that's what he's here for. Um, you know, he wasn't able to. He, it's been hard for him to hit the ball in the air, but <clears throat> you know, um, home runs come, come in bunches. And uh, you know, he put two good swings yesterday, um, and that one he got pitched up in the zone, and he was able to drive it. So he's in a good spot. You mentioned the lineup tomorrow. Are you changing the rotation at all? Or uh, no, no, no. Nate is pitching, but yeah, I mean, we got a few guys that are a little bit banged up, so we'll take care of them. All right, so a loss again, 5 4, despite more Mitch Moreland heroics. And Mitchie with 18 home runs now, getting close to a 250 batting average again. And yeah, I know it's just cosmetics, but you get to 20 home runs, you get to a 250 batting average, those things are in range. And when you're hitting the, the free agent marketplace, that kind of stuff helps. You know, I mean, if you've got an owner that's got a rubber stamp of signing, your GM comes in, says, take a look at this guy's resume. You know, if it says 240-something on there, if it says 19 home runs, I think it's easier for a, an owner to tell a general manager, ah, we're just going to pass on that. But, you know, you, you have 20-something home runs, 250 batting average makes it look like you're at least an average batting average guy. That'll help Mitch Moreland. So he's shooting for that. All right, Sunday, again, the Red Sox knowing they're eliminated. Tampa Bay now one game up for the second wild card spot at the start of play. But Ryan Yarborough just didn't have it after he struck out Jackie Bradley on a really good curveball to start the game. Five straight hits after that, including a three-run Christian Vasquez home run. He's become Mr. Sunday. Yeah, the two-homer, five-RBI Sunday against the Phillies a week ago. Three-run homer in the first inning in this one. His 22nd home run of the year. That's 19 more than he had a year ago. Steve Pierce, one home run this year and got shut down. Vasquez was playing first base today, kind of the, the righty bat compliment to Mitch Moreland at first base, as it turns out, on a day like today. And I think that's what you would have thought out of Pierce, right? 22 home runs that he stayed healthy, but that, that never was the case. J.D. Martinez, also a big day. He and Vasquez both with three hits, and we'll hear from J.D. in just a moment. 
And J.D. Uh, started against the lefty Yarbrough, had a couple of hits against him. He's now 7 of 10 lifetime against that guy. And the slugging percentage for J.D. against lefties this year is 900. That is best in the majors by far. Second best is Nelson Cruz at 755. But you know, the Red Sox with that four-run first kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit, but they would eventually win 7-4. to four. They left 11 on base, but they have been 4-9 in their last 13 games, so you're happy just to get a win no matter what it takes. And for Nate Evaldi, real nice thing for him. 100 pitches, 70 of them strikes. He really had to work in the first inning. The first two batters, each of them a nine-pitch at bat, a lot of foul balls, but then he clicked in a gear. He ends up going six innings for the second time all year, first time since the middle of April, and the win that he got, his first as a starter all season, his first since September 24th of a year ago in that regard. Not a bad lineup he had to face. Uh, G-man Choi, he neutralized. In fact, Choi struck out four times in four at-bats in this game. Tommy Pham didn't do much, hit into a big double play early on, got through the very tough Lau and Low part of the order. Two guys that spell their last names exactly the same, L-O-W-E, but they decided to pronounce them differently just to mess with us. And it was uh, Lau back in the lineup, rookie of the year, candidate early in the year before he got hurt. Low, the guy that had the walk-off homer Saturday, those guys did a whole lot of nothing. Uh, the only thing that was really scary was late in the game, you had Mike Zunino pinch hit for by Brendan McKay, and he drilled one, a home run off of Trevor Kelly. Why he's in the game again, I have no idea, but a 420-foot home run to make it 7-4, to four, get Brandon Workman into the game, Workman on for the save, and the Red Sox escape with the win. But we talked to J.D. Martinez after the game, a little bit about him, a little bit about the team, a little bit about Vasquez. Thought you'd like to hear that conversation. Here you go. Back here at the Tropicana Field, the Red Sox roll to a 7-4 win, and J.D. Mar Martinez is joining us. J.D., congratulations. Uh, three big hits for you, all opposite field. Was that the uh, the plan when you saw the opening there? <laughs> um, no, uh, I'm just trying to stick to my strengths, you know, uh, driving the ball the other way, really. I feel like I haven't been doing that a lot. So just, you know, uh, just going up there and trying to take my normal swing that I normally take, really. J.D., how much do you look at closing stats right now i mean i know that we're all just supposed to to concentrate on playing ball and it's all game to game and day to day but you you are so close to so much cool stuff right now you're, you're up above 300 for the batting average again 99 runs batted in i mean i, I know you're going to probably tell me ah no big deal but how can 99 turning into 100 not be a big deal um yeah you know it's a it's, it's obviously a, a great achievement you know um still a lot of games left uh so you know, something I'm not focused on, but you're right, it's something that would be nice to hit. Sure would be, and, uh, and 35 home runs. Uh, and the next one, by the way, the Red Sox will tie the team record for most home runs in a season. Uh, so certainly that's an accomplishment yeah, for the team. Yeah, um, we know we have a great offense. Uh, you know, I think it's why we have so many guys with so many RBIs this year and so many home runs. Uh, you know, I'll take our offense up. I'll put our offense up against anyone out there. Um, I, I'm that confident in us. Uh, so, you know, it's just credit to everybody. Everyone's grinding, everyone's working, and getting better. J.D., you had another three-hit guy in the lineup. It's the guy that you were hitting in front of, Christian Vasquez. And if you wouldn't mind, as he gets to 22 home runs now, close to 70 runs batted in, you just tell us about what, what you've seen out of Christian this year because obviously last year was a, a – a real disappointment for him. What a great job he's done to turn it around here in 19. 
Um, yeah, um, you know, he changed a lot, honestly. He changed a lot of his swing. He, you know, bought into the whole, you know, kind of thing we're teaching and what we've been talking about here. And, you know, I think he's, uh, he made the adjustment this off season. He was talking about it to me the whole, you know, last year, how he wanted to do it and he was going to do it. And, you know, he spent his whole off season working on it and it's worked, you know, he's seen benefits from it. Um, you know, since I was here, I've never seen him drive the ball like he does now to right field and right center. Uh, there's always more of a, a cross swing. Now it's more of a north and south swing is the way I like to put it. And I think he's reaped the benefits because of it. Very well put. And, of course, you've had an influence on a lot of your teammates here or the constant discussion of hitting. That must be something that uh, you feel very good about. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I love talking hitting. I love it. You know, it's, it's, it's who I am. You know, I feel like, honestly, I feel like I've never worked a day in my life just <laughs> because I love to hit. Uh, God put this love in my heart for this for this craft and the, the challenge of going out there and doing it. And, you know, it's so rewarding because it's so difficult. You know, you spend all day. I mean, yesterday I go for five with four strikeouts, and then, you know, it's the grind, and you come back, and you get, you know, I hit the ball well today, and it's like a rewarding feeling. It's something that I just have a lot of love and passion for. Well, that's a really well said. J.D., thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations on a great season. Thanks, guys. All right, there you have it. J.D. Martinez and company will get back out there Monday night with 81 wins now, so there's no possible way the Red Sox finish under 500 if they somehow lose their last seven. They're 81 and 81. That is not going to happen, obviously. You've got the Orioles at home for three. And you've got the Texas Rangers on the road for three after the finale Monday night, where Jolis Chassin will be on the mound going up against last year's Cy Young winner, Blake Snell. It doesn't look like a Cy Young winner much at all this year. He's come out and uh, kind of spit the bit, matter of fact. Six and seven, 4.19. His season started. Remember this in spring training? He was uh, stepping out of the shower wasn't pleased with how a decorative stand looked inside his bathroom, decided to move it, dropped it on his toe. That was kind of a harbinger of his season. And the Red Sox, who have been stubbing their toes all season long as well, at least get a win on Sunday. And that's a nice way to close the weekend and the podcast as well. This is Josh Lewin. Appreciate you tuning in. It's called Sox Daily. We'll have a few more of these for you down the stretch, including after whatever happens on Monday night. Tell your friends, tell a neighbor, tell your dog. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.